You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback. So please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. We would like to give a big thanks to Joe underscore zero for our newest five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. I'm questioning whether or not I should add an underscore to my name, but uh, thank you very (laughs) much for the introduction, and thank you, Joe underscore zero, for uh, hooking up the ratings and reviews. We do love it to hear from you guys. Um, It makes us feel pretty good about what we're doing over here, so thanks. Yeah. Uh, In the last episode, we chatted about some practical marketing strategies. That was a really great episode, so check it out if you haven't already. Today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at rockabilia.com. Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberJaw and get 15% off your entire order. Riggity, 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 rock, rockabilia. I'm on the front page now. Man, they've got Bohemian Rhapsody merch, which I saw that movie finally last week. Um, they got so much stuff over there, and, you know, the holidays are quickly approaching. If you are looking for gifts for you or your loved ones, uh, we recommend heading over there using our awesome code PC Jabberjaw to get 15% off of your entire order. Tell them Blasco and Mike sent you. And if you got a little extra cash floating around, you know, you can hit us up and ask us what we'd like for the holidays. Nah, I'm just kidding. Rockabilly is the place to be, though. Hit them up. Today's episode is also sponsored by the cool kids over at bandzoogle.com, where you can build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Try it free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code MENTAL to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. Hell yeah, it's the place to get a great website. You can use all, so many of the third-party applications that many artists use and integrate them into one place. Can't recommend that service enough, Banzoogle.com. Uh, 30 days free and 15% off of your first year subscription using that code MENTAL. They really like it when you tell them Blasco and Mike sent you as well, so don't hesitate to drop our names when you're doing so. This week, we recap episode 49, 10 predictions for 2018. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Man, it's hilarious as we sit here. Uh, I have no clue what we even predicted. And you know, I don't either. <laughs> and I liked it because when we first, you know, before we hit record, you were like, you know, you didn't want to dig too much into it. So I haven't looked at any of them yet. But I'm sitting here trying to think, like, 
I have no clue, no recollection of what we predicted, which is kind of crazy, right? I mean, it also just proves, I mean, we're in this society where stuff is relatively disposable. So this will be a fun one to, to dig in and go back through. Well, and two, how often do we say, God, that year went by fast. But this was like one of the first episodes in the year and we remember nothing about it. <laughs> so it didn't go by that fast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Um, but yeah, so, um, I just thought this would be fun and I, I believe that we are in the habit of doing this. Um, but if we're not, we should probably try to be so, but, um, so for anyone listening, episode 49 was called 10 predictions for 2018. And that was recorded early, early on in the year. And, um, I, I think that I found these somewhere. I don't remember. And basically what it was is we, these were predictions for 2018 for the music biz. And we kind of went through and um, added our two cents. And uh, so now we're going to see how these predictions played out. So Mike, number one was traditional record sales will continue to decrease. All right. So now how are we verifying whether we were right or wrong? Right? Are we? Have you bought? Have you bought an album in 2018? <laughs> no, but I don't know if I bought an album in 2017 either. So I went to streaming as soon as I could get there. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I do enjoy playing vinyl, and you know, I've got some stuff. But you know, you and I, we, we sort of we're the anomaly. I mean, we're very fortunate in the sense that you know, we can usually get our hands on things that we want in some capacity, or at least I can. And that's because I don't want a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm a streaming dude. And, uh, you know, I, I want to say that this time last year, I was a streaming dude as well. So for me, it has made no impact. Um, I'm trying to think with my, my artists, you know, I had an artist that had a really great first week, which, you know, we both know doesn't necessarily mean a great physical first week. Um, you know, they did have a physical component of that, but, you know, as a whole, I would say that this probably has to be right, but I'm just curious, like where the numbers lie. Have you got any like analytical pulse on it? Have you done, have you Googled anything or should we do that as we speak and go through this? I episode? mean, I've, I've seen it as we've gone through the year and you, know, you see the headlines, you know, it's been the, it's been the battle uh, between uh, Spotify and Apple music as to who has the, the, uh, the most subscribers. Um, you haven't been seeing anything about like, Oh, wow, this amazing resurgence in CD sales. Um, I, I haven't seen anything like that. So I'm going to say as a prediction that, uh, record sales have continued to decrease. I bet vinyl has probably as a physical product has probably stabilized or continued to have an upward trajectory and more people are adapting to streaming uh, <clears throat> than not is my uh, is my is my guess on how that played out. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna Google real quick just to see physical versus digital albums 2018. Let's see. Report. This is March 28th, so this can't be. It says, yeah. Anyways, if I try to do this, we'll probably fail miserably. So yeah, I think let's you're right. Just, I I absolutely yeah, think you're right. Let's just safely assume that 
Ford has no plans to start putting CD players back in their new car. <laughs> exactly. Uh, prediction number two for 2018. Apple will begin to shut down the iTunes music store with an estimated final closure date of January 2019. All right. So this one is true. Absolutely. However, I think the the they moved the timeline back a little bit to later in 2019. I don't think it's January any longer. And a, a Google article, an article that I pulled up from, this was back in April 6, 2018. Uh, so there might be some more updated. It said that it was going to be March 31st, 2019, when they were going to shut down the music downloads. And did I hear right that they're shutting down albums, but they're leaving single sales up? Is that true? Uh, man, that's actually interesting. I don't know if... Like that will be like the, the interim period as they fully transition out and they ease people out of that scenario of like, oh, hey, well, you can still buy some, some singles. Right. You know? Right, like right, right. If, if, if you want. I, I, yeah. Who knows? And they're probably kind of estimating how they're going to do that as well. But... Um, uh, prediction for 2018, number three, Spotify will go public. And it did, right? And it went yes. through a different type of thing, not an IPO, but like a, whatever the other type of PO is, so a public offering, but it was done privately. Isn't that correct? Yeah, I think that that's what we talked about on one of the other episodes. Um, yes, and this this prediction did come true. Uh, it it, it did go public. And to what I see, it's sort of to varying degrees of success in the marketplace. Yeah. And, you know, I, I again, that's I'm, I would be uh, speaking out of my league if I thought that I could analyze anything to do with, you know, the stock market. Um, but, right. you know, I'm but the curious. prediction wasn't the prediction was that it was going to go public, not that it was going to be a success or failure. So this prediction is correct. Right. Bam. Nice work. Uh, yeah. Prediction number four for 2018, VR technology will not replace the live experience. Yeah. I mean, this is a no brainer. I haven't seen any, I mean, I've watched small bits of it pop in here and there, and I'm really excited about VR technology, not about it replacing the live experience, but enhancing it in some capacity or just enhancing the, the interaction between music and the other senses. Um, but this isn't, I mean, this thing can't even be close to replacing the live experience. No way. Um, and I think it probably because it's Christmas season, I have been seeing a lot of ads for one of those, one of those VR headset things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how fucking ridiculous does the person look in those things? Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it's well, like, hold on. It's hold, so ridiculous. Hold on. Hold on. I mean, when the first like car phone came in and you're basically holding up this giant brick to your ear, you know, how ridiculous did the person look that had that? So sure. I agree. If we're going to base it on somebody looking weird, 
it is going to look silly. But to me, I'm excited because just as, you know, I mean, it's probably been 20 years since the idea of a cell phone or a car phone back then. Uh, you know, now look at the technology that we have. I mean, I think we're going to see some rapid, like once the, the dam breaks, I think we're going to see some rapid and I'm hoping for some really, really cool integrations. Again, I don't think it's got to replace the live experience. I think it can enhance it. You know, one of the things that I've talked about probably in other episodes or at least just in conversation is, you know, so many people talk about physical sales and, oh, well, I want to hold the artwork in my hands. And I've said, I mean, imagine that you've got some sort of VR interaction where, you know, you get to experience the art visually. And, you know, again, what other, whatever other senses can come into play while you're listening to the music. Some of the stuff that, you know, my, my small brain can hopefully imagine are, are possible. Uh, I'll, I'll actually be okay with looking ridiculous to get to, to participate in some of those, some of those things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, prediction for 2018. Number five, cryptocurrency will not become an overly accepted form of payment for anything music related. I mean, dude, is cryptocurrency doing anything at the moment? I would think that if we had someone on, they could tell you how robust of a platform it is. But um, I don't like. I don't want to sound like the old guy, right? But like, I I, I guess now is just to have some sense of perspective. Uh, since we're in the online shopping mode, it being December, and so we've been, you know, maybe typically doing a little bit more spending online than than usual. Um, when it come when it gets to the payment section, there isn't a, there isn't a it, there's there's the credit card, there's PayPal, but there is rarely, if at all, a crypto. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just remember. I think you know the turn of last year into the beginning of the new year, uh, cryptocurrency was all the rage, and you know it was it was hot. Hence why we included this. But I feel it is lukewarm at best right now. Yeah. One thing I saw that was interesting at a show recently was at a band's merch table. I mean, obviously, you know, there's things like Square and, um, you know, at venues, another company that um, has a has their own proprietary uh, merchandise reader, their register. Um, but, you know, I saw, so you could take credit cards, of course. And, you know, I saw a band indicating that they took, they would take Venmo, Apple Pay. And, you know, those are things that I, I didn't dig into it because I didn't go to make a purchase, but I'm imagining they just said, you know, hey, cool, here's my Venmo name. Uh, I don't know if the band can set one up or if it's an individual or here's my, you know, whatever it is to use Apple Pay. I know you can, I know you can send money just in the, you know, the iMessage platform there. Um, you know, I just thought that was really cool. Uh, I hadn't seen that done before and thought that that was sort of interesting. Obviously, neither of those are cryptocurrencies, but it's another, you know, multiple forms that are, you know, different than a credit card or, you know, PayPal tied to to a credit card account. Yes. And you know what's possible here is, and I have heard a lot of, uh, a lot of people talking about um, blockchain technology. And I and I I could actually predict for 2019 that you might be hearing more about blockchain in the music business than you will be hearing about cryptocurrency. 
Um, so, yeah. you know, labels and, and, uh, publishing companies and, uh, th- those types of, those types of uh, businesses adopting a blockchain technology for payment processing, um, uh, or distribute payment distribution. I believe that is something that could be possible, um, and be a real thing in our very near future. So let's, let's, uh, we're halfway through. So let's update. I believe that we are five for five. Um, traditional sales have decreased, continue to decrease. Uh, Apple will eventually shut down the iTunes store. Um, Spotify did go public. Uh, VR technology is, uh, people aren't staying home and doing solo shows as opposed to going out to a live show. Um, bands aren't uh, telecasting their shows and for all people to stay home and watch their show in uh, rapid succession. And then, uh, number five, uh, uh, people, uh, labels and whatnot and merch companies, et cetera, offering you to pay via crypto cryptocurrency, uh, versus people actually paying for things, uh, music related via cryptocurrency. These are all things that have not happened. Um, Dude, so are we that good or were these just like super easy the first five? <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I'm sitting here and, I, and now I'm starting to recall when we did record the episode and it, this was fun to do. You know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, there was talk of Spotify going public, but we didn't know for sure it was going to happen. Obviously, the Apple stuff. So, yeah, this is, this is kind of totally. cool. Can't wait for next year's predictions. Uh, but first, I guess we got to get through yeah. the, the back Let's half of this. Let's see how we do on the, uh, the, the ass end. Uh, prediction number six for 2018, print-on-demand services will become more of a necessity. You know, I can't say I have any direct experience here as to whether or not, I mean, sort of like the traditional record sales, I would feel that it, it has to be have become more of a necessity, but I don't have any numbers to prove that. What about yourself? I don't either. I'd almost say this one's debatable if we got this one right, because I don't feel that, I don't feel that print on demand stores or people using that type of uh, service uh, has become more accessible, right? Like if anything, it's just sort of, it, it, it's the same, right? So um, I, don't, I don't know that we got that one uh, right. Um, prediction number seven for 2018, more independent artists will cross over to the mainstream. I mean, how do we even measure this one, right? Like, I think that there was something that said that uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 48% of sales were independent artists this year. Oh, okay. So by, by nature of those numbers, you would assume if that number has increased, does that mean that more in the mainstream or does it mean that there's more independent artists or does it mean that, you know, because of the, uh, the walls, the barriers to entry coming down potentially. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm just going to guess we were right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because eventually that's just going to have to be the case. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, prediction number eight for 2018 streaming only record labels will begin to sign and break bands. 
So I've heard that there is an artist, and I don't know if any of this is public, but I believe there's an artist who is signed to a streaming-only platform, possibly one that we've already mentioned in this episode, and that they are... Yeah, so they are signing an artist directly, and my guess is with you know the tools that they have for distribution, they'll have a pretty good shot at at, at least giving them a chance to break. Um, you know, so if you catch my drift, it's sort of that what we've talked about in the past. Um, you know, the Netflix model of initially Netflix aggregated a whole bunch of existing content, and now they are signing or producing uh, and developing their own content. Same thing happening here with the juggernaut that is Spotify. Um, but I haven't seen art. You know, I haven't seen labels that are just streaming only. Um, I'm sure there are some that do streaming only releases and then maybe some physical on the direct to consumer D to C as it's stated. Um, but I don't know if they've, they've had success in breaking bands. What do you, what do you feel on this one? Yeah, I'm starting to feel like the second half of our predictions, we were maybe a little ahead of ourselves in that these things will need more time to shake themselves out. Um, because I do not feel that there there was there was a significant upswing of streaming only record labels and definitely in my proximity a streaming only label did not break a band in 2008. Yeah, and I mean I think if you know if you go back to some of the early ones traditional record sales will continue to decrease well if that was true this year we would assume it's going to be true for next year and so you're going to end up with streaming only labels yes right eventually that is what's going to have to happen or those streamings with a little bit of an asterisk which is as i mentioned the direct to consumer component so i agree i think it's probably something that's coming you know again i'd like to say it's going to happen next year it may be 2020 or you know even a little further out but the the indicator is there that that it does seem as if it's going to happen for sure uh, <clears throat> prediction number nine for 2018 festival attendance will level off or decrease. Well, rock on the range became uh sonic temple, sonic right? Temple. Yep. I don't know if yep. that has anything to do with attendance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it has to do with uh, partners in the business and it's interesting to see how some of those changes go. You know, I, this is one where, uh, you know, we'd have to do a little bit of numbers crunching and, and some research. I, I do feel like, from my perspective, just the excitement about festivals in and of themselves has kind of already maybe hit the the peak point. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just that I don't have enough artists on the festivals this year to, to care as much as I did last year. What's your take on it? Well, this is one that, you know, for our business, Mike, you know, the, the managers of heavy metal bands, we're specifically in the t-shirt and ticket business. This is one that I hope that we are wrong about um, and that we don't see anytime soon. Uh, I do think that it's interesting that, yeah, the DWP, um, uh, that's Danny Wimmer presents, uh, that host a slew of United States festivals um, they did do some pretty significant rebranding um, for uh, for 2019. Um, that is just a lateral uh, thing to mention here. I don't know if that's going to equate to any decrease. I think people are pretty smart 
enough to not really care what the name of the festival is because they're not going because of the name. <clears throat> they're going because of the bands, right? Or maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I think people go to Coachella just because they go to Coachella, right? Not because they care. So you're saying they go for the name of the festival and not the bands or vice versa? I think they go for both. Yeah. I think, I think it, it, it depends. Like I think Rock on the Rangers, the specific ones that actually refer to themselves as Rangers, they're going to be bummed because they can no longer refer to themselves as that. Templars. <laughs> Templars. <laughs> Templars. Knights of the Templars. How about that? Um, let's um, let's, let's but, call uh, Danny Wimmer and see See if he's in. Yeah. Danny, you've got this great <laughs> idea. Um, um, but, um, but, but I think, I think it goes a lot of different ways. You know I mean? I think you've got festivals that sell out before they even put up the announcement of the bands because it's lifestyle specific. Um, you know, Danny maybe, maybe had to do a, a little bit of hoop jumping with some of the rebranding that he's doing, but by and large, from what I can tell, man, like his lineups are crushing next year. So, I would be hard pressed to think that we were right on this one. And I think it's going to stay the same, if not do better. Yeah, I definitely just, I, you know, I think with guys like that, I mean, we're talking the, you know, the Coachellas of the world and whatever it is that Danny Wimmer is doing, you know, cause he's got multiple festivals, him and his team. I mean, they just do such an excellent job of curation. I mean, that's just, you know, those things are going to be packed no matter what, because if you go and look at those lineups, oh my God. But I think there was, you know, it felt like last year there was just so many little sort of fringe festivals popping up every which way. And, you know, as what happens in any facet of this business, when one thing, you know, catches on, whether it's a record label, whether it's a management company, whether it's a promoter, you have it, things that, you know, look like they're a good way to make some money more and more people get involved and, and want to do it. And inevitably, no matter what, it's the quality that rises to the top in the end, you know, at least on, on that end, you know, Danny Wimmer and those guys are, are, are crushing it uh, with every festival that they do, like you said. So yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful as well that, that the attendance uh, just continues to increase. Final prediction for 2018 was if we are looking for different results, we will need to implement different strategies. I don't care whether we are right or wrong on this. I'm saying we're right because that way we're at least above 50% on our <laughs> predictions. <laughs> and there is no way to measure this one, dude. This is a true statement. If you're looking for different results, you do need to implement different strategies. I stand by that. Yeah. And I think that this was more of, you know, a motivational statement for our listeners as well as ourselves, right? Because like, whether you're whether you're have your own company as a manager or a booking agent or whether your business is your band, I mean, I think that this really kind of speaks to all of us. And this is something that we need to reiterate to ourselves at the beginning and end of every year anyway. So um, yeah. Well, and what's kind of cool about it is, you know, if you look at the the previous ones, especially those kind of top five, okay, you're talking about record sales, you're talking about uh, one of the biggest platforms for downloading music, you know, in Apple, you're talking about Spotify, which is a streaming service, you're talking about VR technology, you're talking about cryptocurrency, all of those are different strategies, in a sense, right? And so by whatever those are doing, there's ones that we I mean, even print on demand there, that's another one, like those are things that um, 
you know, there's going to be more things that are different and we do need different results. And, you know, the exciting thing is, you know, I think the, the business, especially in the heavy space that we're in, is sort of taking a little bit more shape than it has in years past. Um, and by that, I just kind of mean it, it feels like there's not as much, there feels like there used to be a lot of noise and a lot of fringe participants. And it feels to me, maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels like it's kind of coming in and everybody that's in it, you know, and there is space for newcomers, but everybody that's in it is kind of leaning in on each other because we know that uh, we've got to work together instead of working against one another. Specifically for me, Mike, <clears throat> I implemented a, a different strategy for one of our clients, which was no more merch companies. We took our merch in-house. Um, we hired a print company and we hired a fulfillment company and we are a 100% independently owned merchandised band. Um, and I will happily say that the results of that were very positive. Um, so I did implement a different strategy there. That is something that I've never done and, uh, <clears throat> felt like I was being made to feel like I was crazy. Um, and I'm happy to report that the results were probably significantly better than what I had hoped. Um, and so, yes. For number 10, we are right. So I'm going to say that we were confidently six out of 10. Correct. Which, look, if we were professional baseball players, we would be by far and away the MVPs. That said, there's two of us. So if we're six out of 10, we got to divide that in half. We're batting about 300 each, which still puts us at the top of most of the of the league if baseball is your sport. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic analogy. And I'm not bummed by that. I feel like, I feel like that means that you and I are, um, we're doing pretty good at what we are, but we're motivated enough to, uh, <clears throat> to show up to practice a little bit early. And uh, get it, get in some more time at the banding cage, and you know, hone our craft a little bit tighter. Hey, and no matter what, we're still here. We're still having fun, and it's an honor to do this with you. Um, I'm excited. You know, 97. We're round in the corner, baby, up to that big, that big three digit space, which is really cool. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there and some of the predictions for next year. Yeah. Well, hope everyone enjoyed episode 97. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. I'm just going to say I'm missing your guys' emails. I haven't got one in a little while. So maybe just email me just to go like, yeah, man, like I made it to this part of the show and it was awesome and I have no comment or nothing to ask you, but I just wanted to let you know that I think that you guys are cool. Um, if you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Uh, Mike, any final parting thoughts? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike O'Loop. Uh, remember our sponsors, Rockabilia and Banzoogle support this show. 
and support the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. So when you support them, you are supporting us. Rockabilia has the code PCJabberjaw for 15% off of your entire order. Banzoogle has the code MENTAL for 15% off a first year subscription. Um, you're looking to take your career any further, much further, somewhat further, even just a tiny bit further, head over to outerloopcoaching.com and check out the products that we have available over there. Tell them Blasco and Mike sent you as well. Um, but yeah, thanks a ton. This is fun. Uh, all of you out there, keep your head up. Uh, get through the holiday season with us, the mental boys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everyone. Awesome. Peace. What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason, and I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions, lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.